Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the ME7 podcast. This is going to be a short uh, short episode tonight because, obviously, we have the Look Back Live coming for you on uh, this coming Tuesday, so we're going to be more in-depth on this game and all the others of the past few months on that live episode on Tuesday, so make sure you tune in for that one. Um, yeah, look, uh, another case of the same tale that we've we've had quite regularly this season, isn't it, really, with Jules? Um, I <laughs> It's, it's a tough one to really analyse for me, this game, because I don't, in general, think we play particularly badly. I think we actually play quite well for the majority of the game. I think I'd even say we we shaded the game overall, um, as opposed to MK Dons. Obviously, that doesn't matter when you look at the scoreline. That's the most important thing. But I, I do believe we didn't play particularly badly today at all. And I think, you know, it's, it's one of those games where you, if you don't take the chances, then you're not going to get the result. And, you know, we've seen that time and time again this season it's not a uh it's not a rare occurrence is it with with this team we have a lot of games where we create a lot of chances you know whether it's under clements whether it's Millen, harris whoever and well, it's the same problem for the past two years or it isn't it or even three if we stretch it that far it's a reoccurring theme that needs to be addressed otherwise results start today are going to keep happening and they're going to be you know sort of not impossible to stop but much harder to stop regardless of how well you're playing there's a very frustrating um occurrence with with drills and it's something that's been an issue for a very very long time and we get to find the missing pieces if you like to make sure it doesn't become as regular occurrence as it does where we can create chances we can play wedding games and get to the final part of the final part of the move which is putting the ball in the back of the net as we all know and, and we struggle to, to find that missing touch that missing ricochet whatever it is and you know, when that happens, you leave yourself vulnerable to another team going up the other end and taking the one or two chances they end up having. And I think that was very much the case today. Uh, MK Dons, I don't think, were particularly great today. Obviously, they have you have to take, take into account that they had another game this past Tuesday, so maybe there was a bit of fatigue in their performance from their point of view. But again, we had a lot of chances in this game today. And again, we just didn't take them in MK Dons. Two chances, two goals, really, if you look at it. And... It's frustrating, but it's hard to be, for me, very downbeat on the performance. Because I think, as I said, the performance is good. I don't, I don't, I don't think we play badly. I really don't. And you know, when we come on here, you know how we are on this podcast. We'll very much say whether we think we've been really good, whether we think we've been really bad. But I don't feel as though it's it's a, it's a night where I can say we played very badly. Because I don't think we did. I think, as I said, we played quite well. And again, finishing has, has let us down. We've played very well for three out of four quarters of the pitch and uh, the missing quarter is obviously the same as it is most weeks and that's the final the final one the final hurdle was before scoring a goal and um, yeah on, on another day we maybe have two or three but again you can say that to, for a lot of performances so far this season and it's yet to happen we've not scored more than two in a league game I believe um, the Southampton game in a league cup being the only uh, event where that's happened this year and not that I expect us to go out every single game and score three, three or four goals obviously not but you know, it would be nice to see some uh, reasons to believe that we are capable of doing it, and we're still yet to yet to really see that. Um, the one positive for the day, um, in terms of individual performances, Dom Jeffries. A lot of talk about him, and is he possibly moving on? He was exceptional in his return to the team today. Very, very good performance from Dom. The sort of performance we've, we've been accustomed to, him, which has made him a very big fan favourite for us Jules fans over well since he's come into the team. Uh, I think it was a couple of summers ago now. Uh, very good performance from Dom. Hopefully we see more of that and he remains our player for the remainder of the season. Um, also for Josh Walker, great to see him get off the mark. Obviously, it's uh, 
to finish, which is you know very easy to uh, to put away. I'm sure he'll know that, but it's not to, it's not the point we should focus on. The focus should be on the fact that he had the instinct to get into that position, make sure he was the first man there when the ball ricocheted and was able to have the simple task of putting the ball over the net. I'm sure he would have stopped that goal for three points, but regardless. A new sign, uh, a striker signing, getting off the mark after one game is, you know, off the bench as well, not even starting, is very promising and it will do his confidence um, a world of good. No doubt about that. So, um, you know, I'm, as I said, not, I'm not overly downbeat tonight. I'm, I'm downbeat about the result, of course I am. But in terms of performance, I've, I've, I struggle to, to really have much of a complaint about it, if I'm being completely honest. Obviously, we didn't do what we needed to do in the final third, as has been the case for a lot of the season and we do need to find a fix to that but I think generally speaking the manager the team up until the final third were generally quite good and uh, we've been let down by our finishing again which is a, a massive shame but uh, yeah let's get into the show you are listening to the MB7 podcast brought to you by Balville and Grit Consultancy and Matt will bring you straight in um, I've done a little uh, summarisation um, there I'm not as I said I'm not really either swinging one way to being really positive or swinging the other way to be really negative. Um, I'm, I'm content with the performance today, but obviously I'm, I'm disappointed with the result. What's your take? It's just one of those stories of, you know, a Gillingham team turning up, being a better team on the day and losing the game. Uh, look, Stuart Lewis, and I can see he's listening, he'll, he'll know from, from bygone eras when, you know, Jules were, you know, turning up to games and we were generally the better team. You lose your game, and look, if, if that's an MK Dons team that are, you know, currently in the playoffs, pushing, you know, hoping to go up next year, I'm sorry, but I reckon there's better teams out there than, than MK Dons, and we just didn't take our chances. That is the downside. It's been our Achilles heel all season. We just can't. I mean, the, look at the 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 chance that um, Mahoney had in like was it the, the first two minutes? You know, he's pretty much got an open goal when he and he puts it over. Look, unfortunately, for whatever reason, at the moment, just things aren't falling into place for us. The bonus is we've still got a few, you know, days left of the transfer window. I think, you know, I think Clements could quite easily look at his squad and go, look, I know where I need improving. I know what needs to happen. I know, you know, we're going to have to get players out the door first. I totally get that. And hopefully Dom is one of those players that stays because, Brad, and I can see you're listening as well. Dom Jeffries must stay at this football club. After that performance today, Dom Jeffries must stay at that football club. Um, I thought he was excellent today. But look, as, as gutted as I am that we didn't take three points, look, that's the first game we've lost in five. I am at least taking that as a positive. The amount of stuff I've already read on some of the comments and, you know, I saw this one bloke saying that, you know, Morris is by far our better goalkeeper. I'm sorry. No, I think Jake Turner is our better goalkeeper. You know, he's saying that, you know, you, you should be starting these players. I'm sorry, you're not the manager. You're not in charge. You don't know what the game plan is. I thought our game plan today was excellent. For the first 10 you know, minutes or so, wherever it was, we were, you know, pretty much all over them. You know, we were, we were high pressing them from the front, which I thought is something I've not seen us do that well this year but 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 i uh, said this season but i actually thought today we did that extremely well we were high pressing their goalkeeper looked terrible how he's playing in this league two team i don't know because he can't play with his feet he, he panics too much and we were taking advantage of that the problem was we just couldn't find the back of the net 
I'm so glad that uh, 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 Josh Walker scored his, his goal today because, you know, first, first start in a drill shirt, he's put the ball in the back of the net. Let's hope that continues. You know, one every game, that would be amazing. But look, it's been our Achilles heel all season. We want to go up. We have to change that. I don't know whether Josh Walker is going to be the answer. I definitely don't think Madison is the answer. I thought he looked lost today on the pitch. Um, uh, why why Clements didn't start Bond, he will only know. Obviously, I just thought this was kind of, especially the way Bond played against um, MK Dons uh, in the reverse fixture. Bond, I think if I remember, he started on the bench. He came on as a sub. I think it was, might have been Millen's, one of Millen's games, but he came on and he absolutely terrorised the MK Dons defence. So why he didn't start today, I don't know. But, look, as frustrated as I am that we haven't come away with at least a point, that's our first loss in five. I'm at least sticking to that. Yeah, it is, of course, first loss in five. Um, Obviously, um, just coming off of the festive period as well, and the draw last week against Forest Green was disappointing in terms of the performance and the result this Saturday. Disappointing the result more so than the performance, because I think we did play well today, as I've said, and it is... A case again of not taking our chances, a bit of a tail as old as time. But I just pick up on something I said earlier. Daniel Bond has uh, rightfully corrected me when he says we scored three against Salford. I actually that had slipped my mind. So thank you, Daniel, for <coughs> for confirming that one. Um, yeah, I, I think look, you're right in terms of the, the way we approached the game today, Matt. I think it was a positive way. I, did, I must admit, when I saw the team sheet, it looked to me, especially with the inclusion of Nadison and, and the dropping of Lapsy, it did seem to be from my point of view, that we were going to go to the Stadium MK today and not sit everyone behind the ball, but soak up pressure, let them have the ball and just try and counter-attack on the break and see if we can make something happen. That was, what I thought, the reasoning behind Addison being picked because of the speed he has. But really, it was the opposite from from the first 10 or so minutes. I thought we really put the game onto the murdy doors. We had that chance with Mahoney, like you mentioned. And it was a it was a positive, um, positive approach from, from Stephen Clements and his side. And we looked like we went there not to... You know, sit back and try and nick something, but try and take the game to them and get that opening goal, and then take control of the game ourselves. Yeah, I did, and and I mean, that, to be honest, I, I don't think I would have necessarily chucked Walker in straight away. I think you know, if you're going to press them high, you're going to want somebody fast on the pitch, and yeah, you might have been screaming out anyone that you know saw him sign obviously in the week might be screaming out, oh, let's start him, let's start him. But actually, I think. You know, putting Madison on at least with that speed, chasing him down was was a great option to to start off with. But look, it just I, I don't think Madison had the best game today, unfortunately. For whatever reason, he he didn't have a great game. But still, we've missed Hawkins. I've got you've got to say that we've definitely missed Hawkins because that high press that we were doing and and really putting them under pressure paid off in our favour. I mean, look, we were definitely the better team today. I, I do generally believe that. I just, I'm just absolutely gutted that we just can't seem to find back in the net. And I said this is going to be our Achilles heel until, you know, I've said it once, I say it a hundred times, until that sort of that marquee signing, that big player that's going to come through the door and literally lift this entire dressing room. We all thought it was probably going to be someone like Scott Malone or, or Conor Mahoney, but it's not been that player. But once that player does come through this squad, I, I, honestly, I feel this team is going to pick up and. We're going to have a strong end of the season. And especially if we play like that against any other team, because MK Dons didn't have any answer to us high-pressing them. 
literally, you know, look, look how many chances we were creating. Look how look how troubled their goalkeeper was just by us chasing him down. We do that to other teams. Honestly, I, I, I do feel the goals will come, but just at the moment, it's not happening. And look, we can say it all we want. We want, you know, these players through the door. We want this, you know, 20 goal, 10 goal a season, six strike, whatever it is going to be. But... Clements, I, I believe Clements is the man. I think his tactics today were spot on. I think he got how to play against MK Dons down to a T today. The biggest issue is, I think it's the players that we have in the squad. I'm not going to name individuals, but, you know, look, we've got some players in our squad that are probably not Clements players. So they do need to move on. Now, look, they're not going to move on this January necessarily they might end up moving on in the summer but that they've still got to try and work within what Clements is trying to bring to this team I I, I generally believe and and I will I will go out of him I'll even be as you know bold as to say if it doesn't happen this year that Clements will get us promoted out of this league and probably if he gets the backing get us out of league one I, I generally believe that. Not no missionary first time of I'm not saying first time of asking, but you know, if we back him, his tactics today, sorry, were perfect. And anyone that disagrees with me, I'm sorry, you're idiots, because what he got his team to do today was really chase down a team that likes to, like us, play out from the back, keep control of the ball. But by getting up in their face, we put them under pressure and we were able to create chances out of it. So Give Clements a 20-goal season striker. Do you know what? I think we will be, if it's not this year, you know, we don't go up this year. Next year, we'll go up and probably we'll go up as champions because I believe that that man has got the knowledge to get us out of this league. This might be his first job, but he's one hell of a coach. And he's here as a head coach, not as a manager. He's here as a head coach. So he's coaching all these players. And if he can get the players in that he wants... Like Josh Walker, I mean, actually, I thought Josh Walker had a brilliant game today when he came on. I thought he really did did well. He showed a lot of what he's about. He's got power. He's got pace. I, I'll be honest. I kind of think after seeing him in, in make his little cameo today, it probably means that one of Madison or Nichols is is gone. Probably, if I had to say either of them, it will probably be Nichols. Um, but look, Clements knows what he wants from his squad. They gave it for 78 minutes or whatever it was pretty much their rule and look the goal that the NK Dons scored pretty much I would say came against the run of play and it not you could see it knocked our players for six but did we give up no we carried on trying to fight back at them so and that comes down to the manager and and the person who's in charge so look I, I just generally believe that Clements is going to be the man to get us out of this league whether it's this year or next year, I don't know, but he is the man. Uh, well, that's a very bold claim. Um, personally, my point of view, I can't. I don't think I can make a claim such as that at this point in time. It's way too early, but I admire the optimism as always. But it was, uh, but it was no, I, the optimism. It will be you. I'm going to say I have been a Gills fan for like you know nearly forty years, so I've got to have some kind of optimism in me. You've seen how far we've done in that time, so. But look, I, I no, I, I've got to say he look, he is a brilliant coach. He's done really well with these players. I I, I do genuinely believe, as Brad says, Clemble is there to be seen. It's just this literally the final touch is I believe adding a goal scorer. 
Now, that could be, say, it could be Josh Walker. I don't know. He, he scored today. Brilliant. You know, that, so let, let's see if that continues. But we were just lacking that in that final third. And it's happened all season. It's happened the last couple of seasons where we've lacked in that final third. But there is, I definitely feel something happening within that squad. And ultimately, the squad have to believe in their leader. Their leader is Stephen Clements. I believe I have seen a change from literally the first five games. If you say, say, say the first five games of the season where we were winning 1-0. Yeah, great. We were top of the league. But we weren't playing attractive football. Now we're playing attractive football and actually getting, like, especially like today with the high press, press and, and, and actually being able to keep the ball under control. That's come from the man in charge. Now, you take that over an entire season and you add that finishing article of a goal scorer, you have then got a championship winning team. So, yes, it's a bold statement, but I will hand on my heart and go out and say that. I can see what Clements is trying to do. He just doesn't have the players that he needs to fulfil that at this moment in time. We'll soon see. Obviously, not long until the window closes now. I'll, I'll be incredibly surprised if we signed another striker. I think even if Nichols or Madison or one of our striker goes, I don't think we we have too many as it is with them currently here. I don't think another one will come in if one of them goes because we'll still have the same problem. Um, but then again, we don't know what's uh, what the problem is with Ollie Hawkins, who came off after 43 minutes. So hopefully um, that's nothing too serious. And it's just precautionary because we know how how long he's had to wait to get himself back into the uh, back into the team. And hopefully it's uh, very much not serious because he is a massively important player to us. Had a great chance in the first half, header from uh, Romeo, uh, Romeo Hutton Cross, saved by the, uh, by the goalkeeper. But let's talk about uh, that topic, Matt, the topic being chances today. Um, there are quite a fair few of them. I'm just going to round them off for you now. The Mahoney one in the first half, uh, the header, from Hawkins in in the first half, strike from Dom Jeffries. Maybe not a, maybe not a clear cut chance. Obviously, it was from range, but a very good effort that the keeper uh, palmed behind. And I, th- I think the big one that everyone's going to talk about is um, the work uh, inside the box. Firstly, from uh, Coleman, puts it out inside the box to Hutton, who I thought was brilliant today. Really, really good from Romeo Hutton, especially after um, you know we won't go into it, but the week he's had, I thought it was a really strong performance from him and. He puts it right across goal and it looks as though it, it just needs a touch from whether it's our player, whether it's an MK Don's player, it's in the back of the net. And I think that when we talk about the chances we created, not today, but for the season, I think that that passage of play where all it needs is a slight ricochet, a slight touch to take into a net, nine times out of ten, it's going to hit someone and goes in. The one time out of ten, it doesn't. I think that sums up Gillingham in the final third, this whole campaign, doesn't it? That one moment. Oh, yeah. I mean... Um... It was just agonisingly close. This was the issue, you know. I, I watched it back on the replay. Nil, nil, uh, nil, nil at the time as well. Importantly, yeah, yeah. But I, I would say I've watched it back three or four times, and I just think, you know, you always think, what if, you know, what if, you know, you just stuck your leg out? What if you had died? You know, what if you had made that run? You know, it's just unfortunately. I, I, do you know what I said this earlier on in the season? Uh, I, I'm going to say it again. It kind of almost feels like there has been a curse on us going forward because you imagine that happening the other way around. MK Dons having that same chance, their player puts it in the back of the net. You know it happens, but for us, it's it's just we're it's we're like nearly at the club. Yeah, so we're nearly club at the moment. It's just it's so annoying because. 
I said, I personally believe that we can see that it is happening. Look, look at the chances. Was I think we had um, 14 shots on target, 15 shots. Uh, no, sorry, 15 shots. Sorry, today. I think it was uh, six or seven on target, I believe it was. Um, but we weren't seeing that at the start of the season. So that's what I'm saying. Definitely something is happening. Full, 14 we, shots, six on target. There you go. 14 shots, six on target. You, imagine that at the start of the season. At the start of the season, it, it was like, you know, four shots on target. So four shots, one on target, and that was the goal that we scored. Well, at least we're starting to see something going forward here. If you add that finisher to that squad, I believe it's going to start happening. Now, look, we, we can all dream of the Alfie Mays and the who, who, you know, whoever it was that we potentially could have got in the summer. Whoever it is that comes in, it might very well be Josh Walker. It might not be even Josh Walker. It, it might be we would get a new Stuart O'Keefe type into the club. But it's somebody that just drives the team that extra yard forward to make us get those chances and put them in the back of the net. At the moment, I just feel we're, we're lacking that kind of, uh, dare I say it, that Andy Hessenthaler type. Yeah, quite possibly. Um, I'd say, you know, this isn't, I'm bit, this might offend people, I don't know. But I think Coleman and Jeffries are probably our closest players to a Heston title at this point. Someone who's going to take the ball from midfield, drive with it, and make something happen, obviously. There'll be people who, so, so I'm, you know, for reference, I'm 25. I saw the back end of Andy's career at Jules, not the, uh, not his pomp, like a lot of people were listening, I'm sure. Oh. So, um, oh, I don't know. He was, he, he was, I've got to say, anyone that was around at that time, he was probably and will always be one of the greatest Gillingham football players to have ever played in a Gillingham shirt. Yeah, I'm I'm just comparing Coleman and um, whoever I said to him, just as a modern day comparison, not to say they're better than him. So I know people who were who watched him in his pomp will think I'm an idiot for saying that and be offended. But bear in mind my age, and I didn't yet. Give me a, give me a free pass on that one. It's just a, a base comparison. Um, but, You're only um, young. You're only young. Yeah, so the Heston title of my my uh, early years would probably be like a Mark Bentley, I would say, in comparison. Another good player back in the day. Um, anyway, so those chances are obviously we had. We we created chances as we always do. And again, we didn't put them away. And that came the moment when we were punished. And I, I must be honest, I didn't feel in any immediate danger for large parts of the game. I thought Dan Kemp was very quiet for someone who's as good as he was. Very quiet in the Swindon game when we played them uh, when he was there, of course, as well. Um, hasn't had his two best games against us. But, um, yeah, I think that's down to us more than him being particularly bad. But I didn't think he was particularly effective today. But the moment came when um, MK Dons won themselves a corner. As I said, we weren't overly threatened. I didn't feel. I didn't feel there was ever a massive spell of pressure for MK Dons at any point. But the corner comes in. It seems to hit someone on the back. Falls, you know, couldn't have felt much better for a, MJ Williams is sort of like a scissor kick volley. Very good controlled finish into the far corner, to be fair to him. And, uh, yeah, that was uh, the goal that gave MK Dons the lead with just uh, just over 10 minutes remaining. And it was uh, a bit of a sucker punch, to be honest, because when you create all those chances and then you go behind after a team just gets a slice of luck and the ball falls to them nicely and they put the ball in the net, it does feel a bit like, you know, this game could have been over if we took our chances early in the game. We didn't do it. We know this because... As I said, it's a regular occurrence, unfortunately. And once again, we were punished. And, um, you know, I may, I may as well cover both in one here. We obviously took uh, the deficit with uh, MJ Williams' goal on the uh, 79th minute. And 
we've had two substitutions uh, in response to that. Timmy Dieng and Johnny Williams coming on for Conor Masterson and Ethan Cole with a change of shape. And uh, yeah, five minutes later, we uh, conceded the second. Uh, not directly um, identical to the goal last week against Forest Green, but again, uh, Shadu's been, as I said, very good so far this season. Gets the tackling just a bit too late. I think he gets a bit of the ball and it just seems to rebound back off the MK Dons' uh, player's right leg and put him through on the right-hand side. There's a ball into the box. Alex Gilby, late arrival, puts it into the roof of the net and with two minutes left, um, yeah, it was it was basically game over at that point. We don't tend to come down from one, uh, come back from one, never mind two. And we, it felt like, Matt, at that point, it was just a, a moment where everyone just sort of rolls their eyes and thinks, well, it's happened again. We came as close as close to soaring as we possibly could. And once again, we've been... Uh, We've been unfortunately punished for not taking those chances. And, you know, as, as we said, that happens. It happens more than we like it to, and it happened again. And it's mistakes like that in the final third where you see a team who do have clinical players in clinical moments. And I'm not to say they show you how it's done, but they certainly punish you for not doing it yourself. Totally true. Uh, look, and I, I, I'm not going to be one here to point fingers and 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 t- say he's got to take all the blame. Uh, but Shad last week dove in; it cost us a goal. Today, a game with a player running out wide, he thought we had the opportunity to nick the ball off of him, so he dove in. He should have stayed on his feet. I'm going to give him the benefit of of youth on there uh, and say that you know he's young, but he's two weeks in theory he has potentially cost us now it's not just his fault because look max uh, i think uh you could almost say was you know not to blame but you know if he had been a little bit quicker he might have been able to get in in, in front of the ball and intercept the cross in <sighs> it, it's just one of those things it unfortunately it's happened you know, if that had been the, the first goal of the game, you know, that, that would have definitely killed us off. The fact it was the second, I've got to say, at least I'm, I'm proud that the boys didn't give up and at least carried on fighting right till the end. Yeah, we did get a, a moment to cheer right near the end. And as I said at the top of the programme, it, it was a good moment. Um, Josh Walker, who came on uh, early on in the half, nearly scored with his first touch uh, from, a, from a set piece. It, Fell to him in the box. He had, had a snapshot. It was deflected over the bar. It would have been a great moment for him to to start his Jules career. But he, he did get on the score sheet. And, you know, as much as we are disappointed with the result, this is the only thing I tweeted from my personal account today, really, because I obviously give my thoughts on Dent Field on a Saturday night. Um, but, yeah, he gets he gets his goal, Josh Walker. And I'm, I was really happy for him because, obviously, when he signed, there was, you know, obviously people who weren't convinced who were disappointed. I, I was one who was a bit on the fence. I thought, well, the record against Bert, uh, for Burton isn't great. But then after getting some more information from Burton fans about how he was used, which seemed to be predominantly from the sides and not getting a massive run of games. And, you know, you take into account the move from Dagenham where he skipped over League 2 straight into League 1, maybe would have been better suited going to League 2 first as he is now. There's a player that scored goals in a conference level, which, as I mentioned on um, Radio Kent last night, there's not as big a gap between the conference and League 2 as there is between League 1 and uh, League 2. Obviously, Wrexham not to count the financial money bags of the world and the uh, the um, exclusions to that rule, if you like. But it was a moment that, um, obviously, you couldn't really miss, let's be honest, but still, regardless of that, it was a, another good delivery into the box from Hutton, who, again, showed us today, even defeat, it probably won't be noticed as much because of the result, but 
I think his, his deliveries today were brilliant, really good, especially considered, uh, considering he wasn't um, particularly great with those deliveries last week. And um, yeah, obviously the week he's had, it was a great performance from him. But it came in uh, headed on by Bon. Walker had a shot the first time. I think the keeper saved it. It was just about blocked. He just manages to prod his second effort over the line. Um, yeah, obviously, as I said earlier, it was impossible to miss. But the point that I made, um, which gave me a lot of optimism, Matt, was that he was in there first time. The anticipation to get there, gets the loose ball, something where we perhaps lacked in certain areas where, you know, you know, I can't think of many examples off my head, but we saw isolated incidents in games this season where if the striker was a bit more switched on, a bit more live, he could have got to a loose ball before a defender. But Josh Walker certainly did that. He was right on the spot, had the first shot saved, made sure he was there for the second. An easy finish, obviously. But the main takeaway is, is for one, that we've had a striker who scored in debut and two, that he's shown the instincts you want to see in a striker who's going to be first to get to the ball. He's going to be alive in the box and... That's, that's half the job as a striker, isn't it? They say the job is obviously put the ball in the back end net, but you also need to be alive and alert to situations in order to be in the positions to do that. Yeah, and, and, and actually it was, uh, I think, a really well-taken goal. Obviously, it was sort of this, the second of attempt, but the, the thing with most strikers is, you know, when you're scoring these goals, it's because you're in the right place at the right time. You know, you look at some of the goals, uh, you know, some of our previous goals scored. Yeah, they've been amazing. Don't get me wrong, but you've got to get off the, you know, off the foot in. You've got to be in the right place at the right time. He certainly was. He kind of showed that striker's instinct, poked his toe out, got the ball, you know, and managed to uh, put it into the top of the net. I've got to say, say, I think his overall play today would indicate to me that he's you know, Clements has said if players are coming in, they're coming in is because they want to start. I I can't imagine him not starting next week. I think he's shown his ability today. He, you know, I, I was a bit underwhelmed when he came in. I've got to say that. You know, I'm not gonna not gonna lie about it. Um, but as I always say, I'm, of course, if he's putting on the blue and white of deals at the end of the day, I'm gonna get behind them. So I was fully behind him today. Um, and I, he really did impress me. He, I think he's a, a, a cracking, you know, a cracking young guy. Um, I can understand how uh, and why he did well in in um, in the national league because you know I think he can really bully defenders at this at this league uh, at this level. Sorry, and, and I think you're right. The jump up to to League One was maybe just that step too much, and then also putting him out wide instead of letting him play down the middle is another sort of. Uh, Sort of downside to what happened at Burson for him, but again, playing down the middle today, I think he did really well. Um, he almost had, yeah, as you said, he almost scored with literally his first touch, um, which would have been amazing. I think it was a great little block uh, just in front of him to push over for a corner. But there's definitely a player in there, and look, I, I, I've said it once, a hundred times. Clements is a brilliant coach, so Clements wants him for whatever reason he believes he can coach him and turning him into a, a you know, arsh maybe our number one striker. So, all's good there, I think. Yeah, from the, from the pits of despair, Matt, it looked like we, well, it didn't look like, I suppose it wasn't as close a chance maybe as you as we'd think. But there was a moment just after where we looked like we were potentially getting ourselves back level from uh, the grasps of uh, of a, getting something back from a, a defeat. Um, I've looked at this a few times. I think it's not as... I mean, it's close because it's a crossbar, but I think it's the top of the crossbar, isn't it? It's not like the 
it's smashed off the, the underside of the bar and gone out, or it's hit the middle of the bar and gone out. It's, it seems to be a header that was always just about going over, but we did come very close. Uh, another good delivery from Romeo Hutton. McCauley Bond, I think it's a run he makes past the defenders to get in front of him in the head. I don't think he can really do much more with it. He does well to do what he does. He gets his head on the ball. Just agonisingly over the bar with a lick of paint from the crossbar on its way. And um, yeah, it would have been a would have been a great way to end it for the uh, 2,000 odd Jules fans there who, um, you know, in comparison to MK Don's fans, I think there's about God knows how many. They're a bit sporadically uh, part as such is the manner of that stadium. It's very weird. Um, but yeah, it would have been, in my opinion, a deserved point, I think, um, on the balance of play. Uh, but again, not it's, it's not a, a massive chance that we had for, uh, before in the game. It's a difficult header, I think. But it's just a bit of a shame, isn't it? Because if we had got that that late goal, it would have been euphoria in the away end, and you know, heading back home with what would have been a deserved point. Well, I said at the beginning of the podcast, it's all about what ifs, and do you know what? In that situation with Bon, it's it's what if it was you know Hawkins, a guy who's you know really good with his head. We know how good with his head is. Would he, and being a little bit taller, would he be able to keep it down a bit? But look, I, I, I generally believe we were the better team today. Look, you might look at the possession if it were they had more, more of the ball. Well, they're at home. Of course, they're going to have more of the ball. But going forward, we were creating the better chances and really putting them under pressure. And it's such a shame that Bond header didn't go in because I think if we had come away with a point, you know, I think, you know, MK Dons can count themselves, you know, lucky. At the moment, they can count themselves extremely lucky because we don't have that finisher in that final third. You know, or we don't have that player to push us on, as I said. So, as much as it pains me to say we've lost out to, to, to MK Dons today because we were the better team, I understand why, because we just don't have that in that final third. And that they took their two chances and we didn't take ours. No, the matter of the story which really needs to have a different script for the remainder of the season if we are to be uh, challengers for the playoff positions. Um, we'll be back on Tuesday um, for the Look Back Live, live from Priestfield, a couple of days before the end of the transfer window to discuss the past month and uh, the transfer window as a whole as we look, to, uh, look towards the end of the month and hope for maybe one or two more additions. Uh, we'll see what happens. There's... Um, Something else going on that day that we can't tell you about yet, but you'll be seeing that soon. Um, but yeah, hopefully there's some some movement between this show and the end of the window, and we can talk about that. But um, yeah, in terms of the comments uh, for today, firstly, one that I've not got to and I haven't seen until now, so I do apologise if it's been an issue for people for the past 35 minutes or so. Uh, Jules Gregson, anyone else having connection issues? And I noticed a few people were, uh, replied saying they, they, they also had connection issues. So if, if that's the case, I do apologise. I'm not sure why that is. Um, I've only just seen the comment, so um, yeah. Hopefully, if you missed anything from today's episode, whilst um, you've had some issues, you'll be able to catch up afterwards, or on uh, Spotify uh, when it's uploaded, probably tomorrow. So apologies for that. Um, GSFT says, "Give DJ whatever he wants. Replacing him would be very costly." Um, yeah, six months after his contract, uh, Dom Jeffries, I believe, exceptional today. We'll hope that we'll hope that he can uh, he can stick around at least until the summer, and then he'll. Uh, no doubt if he performs like he did today for the rest of the campaign, he'll get himself a very well-earned um, well move up the pyramid, I would suspect. Um, Stuart Lewis says, I think Matt has forgotten his name. It's Chris Con Clark. I don't know what that's about. I can't lie. 
Um, Stuart Lewis also says recruitment can't be ignored and should be addressed on this platform. Nothing more to say, but we just can't score. Um, yeah, we have discussed the recruitment team beforehand, and I'm sure it will come up again on the uh, live show on Tuesday. So stay tuned for some more um, some more conversations on that and other things. Uh, GSFT again says some real issues with connectivity tonight keeps dropping out. Um, if anyone has any, any issues. Uh, hopefully you can listen back when it goes out. I've only just seen these comments, so I do apologise if that has been an issue, as I say. Uh, Matthew Taylor says, we were the better side today, but not scoring is a worry. We just need a decent striker, and we'll, we will be the team to beat, I believe. Yes, I think Nichols will move on, which is a shame, but not what we need right now. Josh Walker had a great game, uh, certainly a good impact off the bench. Daniel Bond says, Hutton has shown on his, on his first two games that he can put in some fantastic crosses. Was excellent today and very composed on the ball. Great piece of the puzzle. Yeah, looks like a very good signing. Uh, very much improved today as compared to last week. Not that he was bad last week, but he was uh, very good today. Uh, Richard Cherry says, a real special grab today for NK Dons. One that we thoroughly deserved to win, especially given some really poor missed chances from Malone and Mahoney. I believe that Walker will do well and I believe will prove to be a good signing. Brad, any chance of getting Roe Isa from NK Dons? I believe he's currently injured, um, if I'm correct on that. Um Besides, as I said earlier, I don't think we'll be signing any more strikers at this point. Um, Daniel Jung says, play Dieng, drop Coleman. Um, the inability to score freely is so ominous that we just don't look the real deal whilst Clemens is in charge. Nelson hopefully played his last game for the club, but always like Nichols as a player, but no goals in him. Um, there's lots to unpack there. I think that the main takeaway is, is saying to drop Coleman. I think Coleman's been our player of the season so far. So obviously you're entitled to your opinion as everyone else is. But um, yeah, for, for me, Coleman is our best player so far this season. And I would not entertain dropping him at this moment in time. But um, yeah, join us on Tuesday for the look back live. Uh, live from uh, Prefield Stadium, of course. And um, yeah, we'll bring a bring a lot more discussion to you um, to you in that day. And as I said, there is going to be something else going on uh, earlier in that day. But yeah, um, until that is live, I cannot tell you what it is, but um, something very much uh, for you to look forward to. And uh, yeah, thank everyone for listening. This has been MB7 Podcast brought to you by Belleville and Grit, and uh, also Gaslit Kent for becoming sponsors for us this season. Many thanks to them. Uh, Gaslit provide local plumbing and heating needs in Midway, Kent, and South East London. They're Gaslit for interested in domestic, commercial, cratering, and LPG. So many thanks to them and the response sponsors for getting involved with us this season. Um, we'll see you again on Tuesday and until then up the jewels good night